Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. Hosted in Colonial Williamsburg in September 2016, this event featured commissioners from all 50 states to perform a test run of an Article 5 convention, the largest experiment of its kind. The simulation proved that this process really will work just as the constitutional framers knew it would. Over a period of two days, the commissioners ultimately debated eight proposals and passed six of them. This is part eight of the general session of the COS simulation. Welcome back to the first ever Convention of States simulation. My name is Ken Clark. This is the president of Citizens for Self-Governance, Mark Meckler. Mark, we've been talking about this all day long. We've been going back and forth. We've been debating amendments. We had committee hearings yesterday. Where have we come so far in the process, and where are we going to go this afternoon? And so real quickly, for the folks who are just joining us, we've had four amendments passed. Really extraordinary. I mean, if this is a very truncated process to see them get through the debate and see them the, the gentility and the statesmanship with which this is operating is very extraordinary. And they've just had a really short lunch break. They're moving straight back into debate. We don't want to talk too much because we, we want to listen to the debate. But you're joining us in midstream, the first ever Article 5 Convention of States, a simulation, a dry run. It's going incredibly well. At the chair, at the helm of the thing, is uh, the elected president, Ken Ivory, a representative from Utah. And the vice chair is Professor John Chapman from California. And, and I think we'll let you rejoin the proceedings. Absolutely. That's a wrap. We'll be back later. Congress and the Supreme Court. We also had an issue between, you know, the federal uh, Supreme Court and state uh, relationship. So the language you're going to see essentially deals with the state side of that and protecting the state interests. The question of balance between Congress and Supreme Court probably is probably best to us left to a separate amendment. So keep that in mind as Dr. Eastman explains and Mr. President. Our colleague from Oregon may need to weigh in as well. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. We have had substantial debate on this, Commissioners. We will now go to the Commissioner from California to what I understand is a substitute motion. This is a substitute motion from the committee, so this is now the proposal from the committee. Uh, what we did was we eliminated uh, the aspects of federal law being invalidated by the Supreme Court, recognizing that Congress itself has tools at its disposal, whether the impeachment power uh, or the power to offer an amendment of its own, uh, that it can use if the situation is dire enough. Uh, ever since the 17th Amendment passed, however, the states no longer have any tool at their disposal. And this amendment is designed to give them a tool to check uh, uh, an overly aggressive uh, uh, Supreme Court that is effectively usurping its powers under the guise of constitutional interpretation. And this would leave the ultimate decision of what the Constitution means uh, as Abraham Lincoln understood it to be in the hands of the people of the states. Uh, in response to Dred Scott, Abraham Lincoln famously said in his first inaugural address that the court's decision is going to be final between the parties of the case, but if we are to treat the court's opinion on a matter of contested policy as the final decision of the government binding on all of us for all time, we will have ceased to that extent to be a self-governing people. This amendment is designed to get that balance back uh, in correct line. So any decision of the Supreme Court invalidating a state law may be vacated and the law reinstated 
And that phrase is in there to deal with what if the Supreme Court had merely affirmed a lower court decision? The law reinstated by a resolution passed by three-fifths of the states or by both houses or by two-thirds of both houses of Congress. And then the second thing, to pick up on that Abraham Lincoln idea, the decision is going to be binding uh, as between the named parties of the case, but it will not have binding effect forevermore. It will not be precedent. And so the elimination of the first sentence in Section 2 is designed to put this uh, proposal in line with that very wise uh, understanding of Abraham Lincoln. Thank you, Mr. President. Point Thank order. you, Commissioner. Point yes. Yes, the commissioner from Arkansas, or from Alaska, Alaska. is recognized. Yeah, the states are really close. <clears throat> um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that since we already had this amendment in front of us before lunch, that this has to be an amendment to the amendment. Um, I don't think they can, the committee can bring this forward, you know, as a new one, unless well, they I, take yeah, one I think, away. I think what the motion is, is a substitute motion. So with the sponsor coming forward, we defeated a motion to amend, and so the underlying proposal was before us, and so now what's, what's pending now is a, a substitute motion to the entire proposal, That's and so then we'll consider whether, whether we adopt that or not. Don't we need a second to be able to have you, that on the floor? We, yes, we will. We will. Uh, prior to that, Commissioner, you had spoke, you, you, you spoke previously about deleting Section 3 and moving Section 4 up. Is that germane to this, or is, does Section 3 still stay? Because we've, we've allowed Congress itself to vacate a Supreme Court decision invalidating a state law, Section 3 still is necessary. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Do I have a second to the substitute motion? Second from New Mexico. Thank you. Uh, the motion is before us. Add discussion to the motion. Discussion to the substitute motion, or the, excuse me, discussion to the motion to substitute. Seeing none, I'll place that, mo yes, uh, gentleman from Texas is recognized. Do we have a microphone for the commissioner from Texas? I hope someone's not trying to tell me something. Um, I rise in opposition to the most motion to substitute because of the way, ex because of the extreme nature in which this amendment would narrow the proposed amendment as it was originally uh, originally made. The three words invalidating a state law. Um, any decision of the Supreme Court invalidating a state law may be vacated, and no others. That means. Congress exceeding its Commerce Clause power may not be vacated. That means an Obamacare statute, for example, that exceeds the power of, of, of its power, that exceeds the scope of its power may not be vacated. Only state laws that are invalidated may be vacated. And I don't know if that was the intent of the committee passing this. I believe the committee wanted a substantive limit on the Supreme Court's power. Uh, I don't think, as amended, this constitutional amendment does that. Thank you, Commissioner. Let me recognize the Commissioner from Maine. Thank you, Mr. President. Commissioner Greenwood from Maine. I have a question that I'd like to pose to the, to the President. To the Chair? To the Chair. Um, state your question. My question is, could somebody answer 
whether it's both houses in a joint convention or each house uh, by the two-thirds. I think that's better for the sponsor of the substitute. Let me direct that to the sponsor of the substitute. Will you yield to the question? The maker of the substitute, please, Commissioner from California. Yes, I'll yield to the question. Uh, if you would like to propose, I, I, I think that's a clarifying amendment. Two-thirds of each House of Congress is what the intent was. Okay, so would you make the motion to amend the substitute? Well, we haven't adopted the substitute yet. That's okay. We can, we can amend the substitute and then still move for adoption. So the motion is to amend the substitute motion, which is, would you please restate? To clarify that it says, uh, by, on the third line down, by two-thirds of each House of Congress. Okay. Two-thirds of each House of Congress. Okay. Do I have a second to the motion? Second, Alabama. Second, Alabama, on the motion to amend the substitute motion. Discussion to the motion to amend? Seeing none, all in favor, please say aye. aye. Opposed, nay. Okay, the substitute motion is amended. We still have the substitute motion before us. Let me go to West Virginia. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I would point out in addition, while I, I don't really support this particular amendment um, as it's stated because I think it does narrow it too much as was brought forth by Texas, uh, even as it is, I think it's, uh, it, it needs work. So if it were to be adopted, I would propose an additional amendment uh, invalidating a state law. We've also had issue with the Supreme Court invalidating state constitutions, which would be outside of this as well. So when, for example, uh, states have adopted a marriage amendment, and then the recent decision by the U.S. Supreme Court invalidated those state constitutions that contain that provision. So I think this can't be simply state law. It would have to be state law or constitutional provision. And so I would move that that would be amended into this amendment. Is that a proposal to amend or merely a comment? Uh, it's a proposal to amend that into this amendment, that after state law or constitutional or state constitutional provision. Do we have our, uh, our uh, Professor Barnett, would you, uh, well, let me, let me uh, if you wouldn't mind, so the, the proposal, I'm sorry, Commissioner, is state law or constitution? State law or state constitutional provision. State law or state constitutional provision. So the amendment, the, the proposal, motion to amend the substitute to state any decision of the Supreme Court invalidating a state law or constitutional provision on the first line. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Robert, can you get that, uh, Mr. Secretary, we can get that put in? State law or state constitutional provision. Thank you. Okay, so that uh, we have a motion to amend the substitute. Do I have a second to the motion? Have a second from Alaska. Discussion to the motion to amend substitute motion. Yes, uh, Commissioner from Florida. Thank you, Mr. President. We also need to add there um, on line two and the law or constitutional provision reinstated. Does that reflect uh, 
your proposal? Yes, sir. Okay. So the, the motion to amend, I don't know if we, we're, we're still to the, um, all right, you have to help me out here. Did we, did we already, did we already amend and pass on state law or constitutional provision? Have we done that yet? We haven't done that yet. So uh, let me go back to the, to the gentleman from West Virginia. Would you, would that be consistent with your motion? Uh, in, in fact, what I was going to say is it is consistent, and so in order to prevent too many deep in terms of potential amendments to the amendment type thing, I would like to uh, uh, withdraw and restate my amendment to be such as has been suggested. Okay, so the underlying motion that's amended is withdrawn. Please uh, recognize the gentleman from West Virginia. And so my amendment would be to, on that first line, add that additional language of or state constitutional provision, and then on the second line, add the or uh, state constitutional provision reinstated. Okay. As, it, as it's reflected on the screen? As is reflected on the screen, except state, well, I guess law or constitutional provision is, is sufficient. So, yes, as, as it is on the screen. Okay. Okay, so that is the motion to amend the substitute proposal, seconded by Alaska. Discussion to the motion to amend the substitute. Seeing none, we'll place the motion. All in favor, please say aye. Aye. Opposed, nay. Okay, so the motion, the substitute motion is amended. Now we're back to the underlying substitute motion. Discussion on the substitute motion for proposal number two. The commissioner from Alaska is recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. I guess I just need to hear more conversation why we're narrowing it so much. Because we've had things happen in Alaska that has nothing to do with state law or constitution administrative orders, others. So if, if those who had um, the meeting in between at lunchtime could tell us what the issues were, why they thought they needed to narrow it versus keeping it the way it was beforehand. So that's a question to the maker of the substitute. Yes, Mr. President. Will you yield to a question? I will, Mr. Chairman. There are two ideas. One, if the Supreme Court has affirmed an act of Congress that intrudes on the states, Vacating that decision is not going to accomplish anything. It would leave the underlying bad law in place. Um, and uh, uh, the abrogation amendment that we adopted earlier in the session is intended to deal with that. So we didn't have to deal with that aspect here. The second thing is if, con if the Supreme Court had struck down an act of Congress, on the ground that it was exceeding Congress's power and intruding on the states, giving Congress the ability to vacate that decision seemed counterproductive to protecting the states. So when we strip both of those out, we're then left with protecting the state laws against invalidation decisions by the Supreme Court, or letting the states also invalidate when the Supreme Court has struck down a congressional law and we decided that protection of Congress can be handled elsewhere in another amendment. It made this one too cumbersome. Uh, the, the, the second point, though, may be well taken. We're limiting it to state law or state constitutional provisions. There are a lot of other actions by the states that the Supreme Court might hold to be unconstitutional. Um, and, you know, without thinking through all the implications, an action by a police officer, an action, how broadly do you want that to go? We thought that maybe uh, if 
an action that was not a state law was invalidated by the Supreme Court and the state would have a response to come back and adopt it as a state law that would then trigger this, that may handle that situation without getting too much into the weeds. Thank you, Commissioner. Yes, the Commissioner from uh, Alaska is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I propose a, uh, an amendment to the amendment, Mr. Chair, and it would be inserting after the word invalidating in the first line, any provision of state law, this would um, make it clear that it would include regulations as well. So to restate, it would be, you're proposing an amendment to the substitute, any provision of a state law. Any provision of state law. Any provision of state law. Or constitutional provision. Is that, uh, is that, does that restate your motion? It doesn't have the word A, and it changes the meaning. Just of state law. Is that how you proposed? Uh, yes, Mr. Mr. Chair, may I respond to the, the remark? Well, there's, there's no, there's no, remarks before us. We're just working on your language. So I want to make sure that we've stated your language correctly. Is this In the language you're proposing? Any provision of state law. Any without, provision without word, without, of uh, state law with or without an A? Without the A. Without the A. Any provision of state law or constitutional provision. Okay. And then, so that, that's your motion? Yes. Do you have a second to the motion? Second from uh, Kansas. So we have a motion and a second. Discussion to the motion. Discussion to the motion to amend the substitute motion. Jesus. Let me come to Virginia. May, may, I speak, may I speak to it, Mr. Chair? Um, yes. Thank, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. Chair. Uh, yes, actually this was in, a dis in discussion with our legal scholars in the back of the room. It would include state laws and regulations with um, this added language. And there are times where the Supreme Court is ruling on a regulation, so it's important. I think regulations we've found have been problematic in many states, so it's important that we make that clear. Thank you, Mr. Chair. So discussion to the motion to amend. Virginia, is your comment to the motion to amend? No, sir. I had a question to the underlying. Okay, we'll come back to you on the underlying. Discussion to the motion to amend. The gentleman from Michigan. Or state constitutional provision, then after it may be vacated, we have to put and the provision of state law or constitutional provision, just so that the language matches in both clauses. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't follow what you're, what you're proposing. Validating any provision of state law. And in line two, it should just match that and say the provision of state law. It should be the same wording in each clause. No one's following me. So let me go back to the, uh, the maker of the motion to amend. Is this, is this a friendly amendment to the language that you're looking to propose? Yes. Okay, so we'll accept this as a friendly amendment. Um, and we have a second from Kansas. 
Let's, uh, any, dis any further discussion to the motion to amend? Yes, a uh, gentleman from South Dakota is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Mr. President. The problem I see with this amendment is that I don't see how it would take care of some of the most egregious court decisions, such as the couple that we had on Obamacare. We now are unable to deal with those court decisions. And the second part is, it seems to say, if the Supreme Court invalidated a state law or provision of state law, sometimes the Supreme Court leaves the law in place but then interprets it to mean such. And so we may not be able to vacate that decision because it didn't invalidate a law. So I'm just not sure about the language here. I understand that there's a difficulty in approaching this subject, but I just wanted to voice those concerns. Thank you, Commissioner. Again, to the motion to amend the substitute motion. Further discussion to the motion to amend as before us. Seeing none, let me place that motion. All in favor of the motion to amend the substitute motion, please say aye. aye. Opposed to the motion, say nay. Okay, I will rule that uh, passes five to three. <laughs> To the substitute motion as amended. Discussion to the substitute motion. Let me come to Virginia and then we'll come to Kansas. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I guess I have a question for the offer of the substitute, if that's appropriate. Uh, uh, will the maker of the substitute yield to a question? I will. Proceed. My question is whether Section 1 is intended to apply prospectively, meaning uh, decisions of the Supreme Court made after this amendment would become ratified, or is it also a, a look-back provision where we could go back and, and look at Supreme Court decisions of the past that have been validated law? I, I think I'm safe in saying the intent of the committee was that it be both prospective and re retroactive. It says any decision of the Supreme Court. Thank you. Further discussion to the substitute motion as amended the commissioner from kansas thank you mr chair i do rise in support of the uh, substitute amendment to the proposal uh however i i do want to just correct it's been over here bugging me uh the s on houses uh needs to be removed i think that's really just just uh, grammatical it is struck is the s struck i it can't see that from here well in that case I am all good with that, and I do support the, the uh, substitute motion. Okay. So we're good then? Okay. A further discussion to the substitute motion? Yes, uh, Virginia. Mr. S Mr. President, is it appropriate at this time to speak to the underlying measure, the full measure? This is where we are. We're, on the, we're, we're now on the underlying substituted motion. Mr. President, um, it's, it's Virginia's intent at this juncture to support this amendment because of the fundamental nature of permitting states to deal effectively with the Supreme Court when its laws, frankly, have been struck down unjustly. But I would remind the body that on game day, when we are doing this for record at some point, hopefully in the future, that we keep our eye keenly on the ball of what can pass and be ratified 
by states sufficient to make it law. And while this is a great discussion we are having on an important <clears throat> issue, this is a tough one because you have to get it right. And you have to make sure that you have not created unintended consequences. And so for, the, for our purposes today, my delegation is going to be supportive of this concept, recognizing that going forward, I believe we have lots of work to do in the details of items as this. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, to the substitute motion, let me recognize the uh, Commissioner from New Hampshire. I have a problem with the substitute motion, motion because it doesn't say how far do we go back on the Supreme Court decisions. The Supreme Court has been making decisions over 200 years, and it says, well, do we not like a decision that was made in 1810? You know, that, that's a problem. If we, we need a time certain of how far you can go back and look at Supreme Court decisions, because if we go Dred Scott or the Percy decision and we go back, then it has effects on a number of decisions. So there has to be a limit because the Supreme Court has made decisions, unmade decisions. So that's my problem. We have to have a time certain that we can go back. Thank you, Commissioner. Let me recognize the Commissioner from Alabama. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I would uh, like to reiterate uh, the gentleman and my colleague from Virginia. Uh, we're in a spirit of, of doing something that is uh, historic, and, and that is finding means in which we can actually control the federal government in all its aspects. And for that, I believe Alabama is going to be supportive of this uh, proposed amendment. But we are treading on the edges that we need to be careful of. We are treading it like the gentleman who spoke earlier, the former Marine, bless his heart, who uh, went to, uh, we may be going just a bit too far in abrogating and affecting and afflicting. I support what we have. I think we need to get something directly out of this body in order to send a message through and if not eventually control actions of the Supreme Court. But let's be careful in how we do it and let's make sure that we can do it. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner from New York. In deference to my colleagues from Virginia and Alabama who spoke eloquently on this, I agree that this is an area that we need to work with, but the fact that we already know that there are problems with it, that there are issues that are not clear yet, and especially in the fact that we are supposed to be promoting not only the entire Convention of States and how Article 5 Convention will work properly to the general public, I feel that we should only push forth those amendments which we know are acceptable and will work properly. And while this is a great idea, there are too many things that need to be worked out. And as such, I would stand opposed to the proposal as stands. Thank you, Commissioner. Let me go to the Commissioner from West Virginia. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just, I think, uh, spotted what might be something that needs an additional change, and that is after uh, any decision of the Supreme Court, um, and it leaves open the possibility, for example, that one of the inferior appellate courts or uh, single federal judge could invalidate a state law, 
which the Supreme Court never takes up the case. There's tons and tons of those that occur where uh, they simply don't grant certiorari. Uh, so I would insert a comma after Supreme Court and uh, perhaps insert the words or other inferior court operating under Article 3 of the United States Constitution, comma. And if somebody can come up with shorter language that means the same thing, I'll go along with that as well. But uh, any, any other federal court? So, comma, uh, or uh, any other federal court. So, comma, or any other federal court, comma. Yes. That's your proposed amendment? Yes. David, do, should, Mr. Secretary, I believe that he stated there should be an or any other federal court. Uh, do I have a second to the motion? Second from Alaska. Discussion to the motion to amend. If you're standing, you wish to speak to the motion to amend. Commissioner from Colorado. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I rise in opposition to this amendment, uh, and the reason I do is twofold. First, that the, the consideration that any court inferior to the Supreme Court is at the district level or below, meaning that its, its actual jurisdictional authority is, is a very small portion of the overall 50 states. Uh, I find it quite um, unlikely that there would be an action on the part of all of the states if a decision has only that much import. Uh, and I'm troubled by, and this is my second point, us complicating an issue, a constitutional amendment, too much. So as much as this is in the spirit of this proposal, I believe it's a complexity that is not appropriate and would urge its rejection. Thank you, Commissioner. Further discussion to the motion to amend. Uh, Commissioner from Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me come back to Indiana. Are you, you to speak? No, okay. We just got your, your sign held high like uh, Hoosiers would, right? I'm not asking to speak The underlying. Okay, thank you. To the motion to amend. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.